You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Tom and Ricky, we're your hosts as always here today. Steadypicks.com. It's completely free to sign up. So sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie, Mustache MMA. Steady Picks system plays. It's all there for you. Completely free. Ricky, it's a sad day. It is a sad day. Tom. It was hard to wake up this morning, man. Really tough. I couldn't sleep last night. Sat up in bed just running through scenarios in my head. And the Sixers are eliminated. If you don't know what we're talking about. Sixers have been eliminated. They get embarrassed yet again at home um, against the Heat. And pretty much what I said can't possibly happen two games in a row happened two games in a row. They got out-hustled, out-worked. It was an embarrassing, embarrassing game. Not just for, like, a Philly fan. For just a basketball fan, a sports fan in general. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever watched in a professional sporting event in my entire life. Let me tell you what hurt me about that game. It's not that they lost. It's that they quit. They quit and they didn't fight at the end of the game. Aside from Maxi, And pretty Shake. Much. And Shake. And Shake fell in. But I mean, really, he was just like, yeah, I guess Shake Millen was having a good offensive night. So I'll give him some credit too. But Tom... James Harden, get the fuck out of Philadelphia. Please do not bring this guy back. He's a trash can. He is a loser, a notorious loser. Get him out. He quit on the team yesterday. If he comes back, I'm not watching the Sixers next year. I completely agree. And people, I said that last night. Oh, go ahead. And if Doc Rivers comes back, I will not watch one Sixers game last year. He is the worst coach in the NBA. It's not on Doc. It's not on Doc. Tom, it's awful. He's awful. I disagree. Well, I disagree. None of this was on him. You can't beg your players anymore to try playing basketball for you. Like, what is he supposed to do? He's sitting there in the in the huddle, and even when they had him mic'd up, he's like, guys, like, we're right here. What are we doing? Come on. So I love, I know what you're talking about when they showed him saying like, come on guys, fight for this. You're, you're still alive. I love that, Tom. 
what I'm talking about and why I'm calling him a shitty coach is because the offense was a fucking mess the entire series. We we it's a joke. If you watch the Heat's offense and you watch the the Sixers operate, it's pathetic, Tom. It's like people playing pickup basketball. It's so it's the bad. Players. It's yeah, so it's bad. The players. It is the players when they give up and they don't move, they don't cut, they don't do anything. I totally I mostly disagree. I don't you know think what? you can could, put I don't think you can put that on Doc. I can live with someone defending Doc Rivers, you know, like if if you like him and you feel this wasn't his fault, okay. But you know what? Don't tell me that 70% of that team didn't fucking quit yesterday. It might have been yeah. more. I didn't see a smile. And you know what? And this is where I had some pretty bad things to say about Embiid and people thought I was, you know, being crazy. But I truly think Embiid, like, I don't know if I can root for the Sixers and Embiid because what Embiid did was literally like watching a six-year-old in little in T-ball. The way that he just looked defeated in the last two games. He, and I know he's dealing with some things. I get it, right? But if you're if you want to be the MVP of this league, which is still bothering him, but guess what? You want to be the MVP type of caliber player? Look what Giannis did when he busted his knee. He came out and, and won. He came back when it was hard and he won. He didn't pout. He didn't make excuses. He didn't fall all over the floor trying to like just make people feel bad for him. No, he came out and played basketball. When Embiid did, ruined the entire team. Because when your leader acts like that, the team acts like that. It's that simple. The blame of the attitude of the team solely falls on Joel Embiid's shoulders. I I respect your opinion there, but I, I completely disagree, Tom. And I think even more so that falls on Doc Rivers. You're supposed to lead this team. You're supposed to be the guy who doesn't let your players get in these funks and act like that. Do? What's he going to do? It's on Embiid. He acted like an absolute weenie. I don't think the players were playing for Doc Rivers. That's the thing, Tom. Like when you see him giving those speeches and the players not fired up, they're just looking at him cross-eyed, you know, like, I don't know. But my final takeaway from that game is that and this is kind of being swept under the rug, that Danny Green injury was so significant because the Sixers bench was not deep enough to overcome not having him. He was one of the few offensive role players they had, Tom, who can knock down threes, especially in Philly. He's been so good shooting. That was a tough, tough loss um, in that game that I think a lot of people didn't realize. Like, yeah, we, we needed Danny Green. Until he starts missing threes and everybody hates him. But that's the that's the way of the world for Danny Green. Either way, just just tragic, honestly, that again, it's just a disappointment constantly for Philadelphia sports. And not even a dis like it, look, expectations get high. It, they're not gonna win a championship every single year. But good lord, that's five straight seasons. 
bounced in the semifinals, semi-conference finals, conference semifinals, excuse me. That's five straight seasons. Or four. Tom, Forget did you watch mean. the whole game? I did. Did you see this snippet where I think it was after Jimmy Butler hit a three that put him up by like 20 and they, they put the camera on Jimmy Butler's face and he actually like threw shrugged and he was like, wow, like they're quitting. Like he yep. saw the quit yep. in the Sixers. I saw and it. it was, yep. It was at that moment that I was like, fuck this team. Bunch of quitters. And I just want to be clear again because I really feel strong. It starts with your leader of the basketball team, which is Joel Embiid. Don't tell me Doc is the leader of this team. Everybody knows it's Joel Embiid. When you act like that, that's what you get. I'm so disappointed with Joel Embiid. I really don't know if I can be an Embiid fan ever again. Like, I am so disappointed with him as a fan of this basketball team and everything they've done this year. I'm I'm disgusted by him, to be completely honest. And other players on the team. It's not just him. Somebody else could have stepped in and slapped everybody. James Harden, Danny Green. Like, a lot of other people could have veterans... DeAndre Jordan, where are you, dude? Like, these other veterans on the team get people back in line. But at the end of the day, it starts and ends with Embiid as the leader of the team. If Jimmy Butler was playing like that, the Heat would would have played very different. We let Jimmy Butler go. Walk out the door. Like, yeah. I don't want to make this the too much because I know the Sixers stuff, Tom. You know, we can get well, carried away. But it's, it's just. What was that? I'm sorry. It's a big day. People are going to have to deal with a little extra Sixers today. It's the most yeah. heartbreaking thing in a long time. Terrible, man. And then the the second game, the Mavs take care of business. Unlike the Sixers, they push this thing to seven games, win the game handily. And you know what, Tom? That's going to be a really interesting game seven because that that Mavs team, they have no quit in them. The complete opposite of the Sixers. Yeah, absolutely. Do. Well, they move the ball. Man. I can't wait to watch that. Very curious to see where that line opened up to. Um, we should be able to see, right? It yep. should be posted. Take a guess before you Monday. look. Take a guess before you look. Okay. You pull it up, I'll, I'll guess. Yeah. Let me take a peek. I'm going to say, I might be so far off here. Let me think about this. Games in Phoenix, it's been like five, five and a half, I believe, in all the games. So I'm going to say it's at that exact number, Tom. Five, five and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Suns laying six and a half. So they're they're laying an additional point than they have been all series, despite the momentum falling away from them. That does feel like a Mavericks bet, doesn't it? Tom, I'm grabbing a six and a half right now because I don't think these will be there on Sunday. I'm betting the six and a half at uh they're all one fifteen, it looks like. Yeah, let me take a look. I was only looking on Bad MGM, so I didn't quite shop it. I think that game's on Sunday, right? Yep. 
Yeah, six and a half. I think six and a half is the number. I'm going to grab it. They might get buried, but you know what? That's that's a bet that you're okay losing, knowing that I think we'll get – I don't think this six and a half will be there on Sunday. So, again, I think this is a good a good bet to just, if anything, get average in a little bit early here. I like it. I like it. Um, one tennis play today for you, Ricky. Oh, how, how'd the tennis do, Tom? You went 3-0 mm-hmm. the other night, by the way. 3-0? In what? Two days ago in tennis, I was surprised you didn't mention it. Yeah, I, I, I saw I on the website yesterday. I think I did. You did. I think I met. I think I mentioned it yesterday. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yesterday my, doesn't matter. Probably zoned out, Tom, for the tennis segment. We gave it all back yesterday. Ugh. Oh, and two. Because we had uh, Daniel Collins. That didn't work out. She just looked flat she's so hard to bet on and uh no we didn't have collins we had golf Corey golf same thing so hard to bet on she just like is an emotional like just a train wreck she reminds me a lot of joelle Embiid. <laughs> just like when if she loses the first set or something she's just like destroyed can't possibly focus Gosh, I'm just sitting here, Tom, and I can't even get it out of my head. Like, what do they even do to fix that situation? I know. In Philly? I don't know. Like, I said trade the whole team, keep Maxi, and trade Harden, trade Embiid, trade Tobias, literally trade everybody and keep and rebuild with let Maxi pick the coach he wants and just have Maxi be the centerpiece. He is good. Maxi is a superstar. Maxi fits Philadelphia more than anybody on that mm-hmm. team in terms of what we want in a superstar. And Tom, I like, can you imagine if they just blew the whole thing up and just put a whole bunch of young, hardworking talent around Maxi? You'd probably have a more competitive team than a bunch of fucking divas. Yep. Overpaid divas. James Harden shot two shots. In the second half, two shots. Tom, zero for two. I would have had more than two shots in the second half. You're telling me he didn't, like he gave up on this team so bad. Like, don't tell me the defense was that good because the defense is good. But I gotta, I gotta say, it's not that good. When you quit, you don't need to say it. You don't need to tell anyone. It's in your body language. You know, people see it. And, Tom, I'm the biggest James Harden fan on the planet. I graduated from Arizona State University around the time he went there. He's he's, he's my favorite player in the NBA before he came to Philadelphia. I fucking hate him now. He's a loser. I hate him now. Crazy how this all flipped out. It makes me sad. I have an ASU James Harden jersey that I can't even look at. I can't look at it. I thought about throwing my MB jersey away last night. That's how upset. I was so upset. I don't... It's been maybe 10 years since I've been this upset about a team losing. 
Like, um, probably more than 10 years. Maybe 15, 20 years. I was emo- emotionally attached to this Sixers team, is what I've, I've realized too. here, Tom, this morning. I really was. <sighs> yeah, what's a tennis play? Sorry to get us off track. Oh, I tried to move us on. Uh, tennis play today is Jill Teichman. Minus 110. Uh, that's the number I got real early this morning. I think it's 115 at most places now. It's still an absolute play. Um, yeah, for sure. Jill Teichman, minus 110 or 115. She just... You look at the numbers. I think Kasatkina is getting too much respect for beating Paula Bedosa yesterday, who broke our parlay, our little parlay. Um, she's getting like way too much respect for beating Paula Bedosa. But sometimes these warm-up tournaments are tough. Even though it's a 1,000-level tournament, it's a warm-up for the French Open. And do these players really care about winning this one? No, it's, it's a lot like the Masters, you know, the, the Grand Slam, you know. The majors. It's a lot like the like golf. Where like the tournament leading up to a major, like you get the guys out there, but they're really just trying to like they're not really trying to win necessarily. They're trying to be ready for the big tune one. The game up. Yes. The tuning the guitar right now. And that happens in tennis a lot. The other thing that happens in tennis a lot that I don't want to spend too much time on, but on the women's side and something that I actually makes me like extremely angry, like to the point where I almost don't even want to watch the WTA tour anymore. What? It's become like a thing for players to quit. Like James Harden. No, like if James Harden went to the ref and said, hey, the Sixers are done playing today. We're going to go ahead back <laughs> into the locker room, and they just end the game. Why are they doing that? I don't know. I really don't know. Emma Raducanu did it the other day, what, two days ago, against Bianca Andreescu, and it's just the most like disgusting as a, as an athlete. And as a competitor myself, like just as a competitor in all things of life, right? Everything I do is a competition, but just as a competitor at heart, it makes me furious to see players quitting just because they're, you know, uh, you're supposed to win this one and you're losing. You lost the first set. You're down a break in the second set. Oh, well, I'm just going to pack my bags up and I'm going to just leave. And it's like, what? Yeah, that's wild. So they leave. It's okay. They lose, obviously. And then the bets at most books don't get graded. It's a refund. It's a refund if someone quits? At most books, yes, because the rules are the match must be completed. Three sets. Jeez, that is that's pretty wild. But I will say as much as that 
hurts at times. Like, BetMGM does not do it that way. BetMGM is you have to play one set to, for action. So after one set, whenever ha- if somebody quits, the other team, the other player wins, you win the bet, which I quite like. Other books do refunds. Most other books do refunds. Okay. But I will say it helps and hurts about half the time. It's hard to tell whether, like, it ever, what the actual balance of that is. Because there's been, I can think of several times where I had the girl that quit and get my get my money back. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that just doesn't feel right. Yeah, that is, that's really interesting, though. I didn't even know they were, like, allowed to do that. I know. It just seems weird. It's the only professional sport I can think of where you can literally just quit. quit because you're losing. And it's insane to say that. You quit because you're losing? Are you, are you serious right now? <laughs> yeah, I don't really think I was going to come back, so I figured I'd just pack it in early rather than tire myself out anymore. Yep. And it goes back to like, eh, it's just the warm up tournament. I'll see you at the French, you loser. Like, you know, because it's always the good, it's always the really good players that quit. Because huh. they, if they start to get upset, they just quit, which is so pathetic, isn't it? That's yeah, just horrible. Yeah, I don't like that, Tom. So that's my only complaint with women's tennis is that happens on occasion. It's happening more and more lately. And I think it's disgusting. Well, you heard the man. Stop quitting. We're on Jill Teichman today. Minus 110, 115. I like them both over Kasekina. Again, probably doesn't deserve to be priced how she is. She is playing well, but not quite that well. Jill Teichman's good on the clay. Love it. Baseball. Uh Baseball? Baseball? Well, real quick, before we head into baseball, I'm just curious if you are betting anything in the NBA, Tom. Two crucial game sixes tonight. The Grizz, it makes me want to bet the Grizzlies. I want nothing to do with the Celtics and the Bucks. Just get me away from that. But the Grizzlies plus eight and a half feels like a lot of points. It was ten and a half. This in the last game without Ja in Golden State, so the market did adjust two points here based off the <laughs> the route. Um, you, you lean Grizzlies? I do, but I don't have a play on either of these. Do you have? Did you come to terms with anything here? Yeah, so I I want to bet the Celtics, but the problem is I want to know the status of Robert Williams. So I'm going to bet that game one way or another, but not this morning. Um, and I agree with you. I, I also want to bet the Grizzlies bad, but I'm going to stay off the game because my hope is that somehow they get to a game seven, Tom, and then that makes things really interesting in the Western Conference. But that, that's a tough place to win, Golden State. It is. It is. Uh, and to be eight and a half point dogs doesn't make you feel real good about their chances of 
actually being able to upset. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. So, yeah, but they are good defensively, Tom. And you saw that with the Heat when these, when the defense suffocates. Doesn't matter how good that offense is, but yeah, nothing, we can move past the NBA. We'll get the picks up later. And it's so sad because defense is literally just trying. 98% of defense is trying to play defense. <laughs> what do you mean? It's effort. Oh, I see, I see. I guess it's a better word to use. Like 98% of playing elite defense is effort. It's not scheme, it's not skill, length, blah, blah, blah. No, 98% of it is effort. That's why you got to love teams like the Heat, Tom. They have eight players on their roster that play. I don't know if they all play, but they have eight undrafted guys. This guy, Struess, went played Division II basketball, for God's sake. I mean, yeah, you talk about effort. The teams that stand out are the Heat, the Grizzlies, you know, like, you got to love teams like that. Boston, I feel like, does a very similar thing. Mm-hmm. Celtics, so far this year. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Uh, baseball. Baseball. Ricky, do you have any plays in baseball today? We've got every team in the league playing. I think we got all 30 teams going today. So anything you like. All right. So let me Let me kick it to you first. I like to hear the Tom picks and then go from there. Um, so I potentially may have no place today. Wow. If you can believe that. Um, the biggest reason of that is that the spreadsheet is complete and finished. Well, it's missing one tiny thing, but it is workable and usable at this point. Um, as of about, I don't know. Real early this morning, we got this done. And uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out, and I'm excited to kind of use it to help be the be the North Star into what we're doing. Um, will take a little bit of time for me to adjust, you know, adjust to using it. Um, the only play looking at this stuff that I... Oh, there were two. There were two that I'm considering for today um one of them is the miami marlins as a dog as yes yes exactly um barstool has a 123 bet rivers you know has the 123 i think that's a pretty good number DraftKings actually has a 125 um so That would be a play potentially. I I don't know. I'm just getting I'm just getting some heartburn from from these baseball games, man. I'm getting I'm getting beat up. Yeah, baseball's been tough this year, Tom. I mean We I mean we bet against the Yankees last night they scored sixteen fifteen runs. Like come on. Yeah, those Yanks, they're better than I thought they'd be, Tom. I don't know. I don't know if I – I'm not sure. The Bulls, and specifically, 
They have an elite bullpen. They do. They do. It's pitching very well right now. Um, we may take the Marlins at 125. I think that's actually a a good number compared to the market. So I am going to go ahead and play a unit on the Marlins. That was the one I liked uh, the most. I'm looking across the board just to see if anything catches my eye. And, and yeah, like, I got nothing. The other one I was interested in was the Cleveland Guardians with Saval or Savali. Um, just because the Guardians hit the ball so well against righties, and I don't think Sonny Gray is that particularly good. Um, and they're a pretty big dog. Minnesota doesn't really hit the ball. They're just average against right-handed pitching. Their bullpen has been pretty darn good, but so has the Guardians. They're both slightly above average bullpens if I had to kind of put a spot on it. Okay. Um, but the really important thing here is weighted runs create a plus for the Guardians against Right-handed pitching, they're the best team in the league. Um, the only thing that concerns me is Savali's, some of his numbers don't really look that good, like his advanced numbers. 41% hard hit rate, that's that's great. But some of these other numbers really don't jump off the page at me. Speaking of jump off the page, Tom, when we're done with baseball here, I found a bet that jumps off the page. Oh, wow. Okay. I am going to take the uh, Guardians, too. Those are the two plays I was broadly looking to play. So we'll take uh, the Guardians plus 145 at DraftKings or BetMGM. We're going to go with BetMGM. Love it. Go ahead and lock that in. So we got two plays, two dogs today. And boy, oh boy, I don't think we've had a sweep of a day in baseball yet. So this would be a really nice Friday for a 2-0 uh, kind of thing. The, the current will change at some point, Tom. We're going get, to get some new waves in here. <laughs> get Get it all just... This is, I don't even I don't know how we it's like the season has moved so quick too. we find ourselves a month and a half in. It feels like the season started a week ago. It's just crazy, but we're going to get this rolling. The thing that's interesting, I actually haven't heard. I don't know if people aren't betting baseball this year as much, but I haven't heard a lot of. Uh, chirping, if you will, about some of the picks I've had that haven't been winning. <laughs> Yeah, I generally expect quite a bit of chirping from people. Let me let me tell everyone something about the chirping. If you chirp through at us through Instagram, which is where people usually like to chirp, Tom, I make it my mission so that if you're chirping at one of my guys, they're never going to see it. They're never going <laughs> to see it cuz I'm not going to let you fuck up their heads and so that means I just don't know. I'm saying if anyone does chirp, it is my job to make sure you will never know, Tom, 
you will never know. If you chirp at me, I will see it. You'll hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but if you chirp at one of my guys, they will never see it, and I will make sure they never see it. So there's no – they shouldn't chirp, Tom, because it won't make it to you. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's what we need, a bodyguard around here. Can't have it. Can't have them messing with your head. But I guess people just aren't really uh, betting the baseball this year with me, which is okay. You'll be sorry in a couple of months when we're cruising. No, I think, Tom, all joking aside, for those who don't know, Tom cleared over 30 units in the MLB last year. He was he had a very tough start, as he did this year, but he was wildly consistent throughout the entirety through the postseason. It was one of the most impressive baseball seasons Seasons in general that I've seen, and anybody who was with us last year, Tom, is not tripping off of a slow start out of the gate. It's a long year, man. Uh, I appreciate that, but it is a, and I don't even know, I don't even like to talk about this, but it is a very slow start. Very if slow. The end of May comes around and things haven't turned. Then, then we start to panic a bit. But let's give it the rest of the month and see where we're at heading into June. That'll work. I can live with that. All right. But, Tom, I got a dog alert in the UFC. Jumping off the page, okay. I think this is a must bet. You ready? Talk to me. All right. Andre Petrosky is taking on Nick Maximov. He is a plus 300 dog, Tom, at FanDuel right now. Petrosky is. And for those who don't know Andre Petrosky, I remember him from the Ultimate Fighter series. I've also watched a few of his fights in the UFC since. He's a beast, Tom. He's an absolute beast. I am shocked to see this plus 300 here. This guy he's fighting comes out of the Diaz camp. I'm pretty sure I remember him from his last fight. He he actually had a big upset. I don't remember who it was, but he was a big dog in his last fight. He won. I just think like I I'm sure this this kid is a stud, but I think this is like a neck and neck fight. I can't imagine anyone having this much of an edge over Petrosky. So I'm going full unit, man, on uh Petrosky plus 300 at FanDuel. Yeah, we're going to have to follow that. We're going to have to come with you. When you feel that strongly about a big dog, um, we're going to have to have to come take the shot with you. The guy's a beast, Tom. I feel like he, he's like an ox if you've watched this guy. He's, he's so strong. I can't imagine he won't at least be able to hold his own in the, the wrestling department here and have a battle, but... Curious to see what, what Mustache and Sean Brady and some of our other UFC resources uh, think of this one as we approach the fight. I think plus 300 is the best number that's around. Yeah, it is for sure. It it's is. 270 DraftKings to give you an idea. And it's 280 on uh, BetMGM as well. This guy's not a three to one better than him. I feel good about that. That's all I need to hear. 
I'll follow that. I'm I'm really curious to see what Mustache thinks about that. Maybe we'll tweet at him here and see if see if uh, he gets back to us for Mo- well, I guess for Monday's show it'll be over. But uh, you know, on Twitter at Get Steady Picks, we'll we'll pick his brain. See if we can get Mustache on anything. Love it. He had a few early plays that like absolutely crushed the closing line. So uh, he gives those all out on Twitter. I got to get on Twitter, man. You really do. You really, really do. All right. Three plays today. Jill Teichman, the Guardians plus 145. And the, the Miami Marlins. What do we get them at? 125. 125. Oh, Tom. I was planning on planning our Sixers uh, game seven party on the show. I was going to have a big Sixers party at my house for game seven and someday Festa us. Yeah. Horrible. Such a shame. Uh, Today's a sad day. Steady Picks Radio. Wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening this morning. Again, at TomLong36 on uh, the old Twitter machine, at GetSteadyPicks. Come say hello. Thank you all so very much for listening every single day. We appreciate it more than you'll know. Have a good weekend.